Is it still okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What'd you do? I don't know. I hit one of these buttons. Oh, you hit a button. Hello? Yeah, you're good. Dope. Oh, all that does, I think, is... I don't know. I... I don't actually know what I those buttons. Know. They have arrows oh, on well, them. It's it's if you if you plug in headphones. Oh, it turns the plug volume? in a monitor to this, yeah. Oh. But since that's not the case, right. so I can hit these as much as I want. I think so. Go ahead. You know, I'm good without hitting them. I know these chairs are way too comfortable. I might have to steal one for my office. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I, I, okay. I mean, I don't know. I think you could probably get away with it. So. I probably could. I think we have too many of them. Honest. So if we can. Yeah. Is all your equipment ever running? Yep. You we're good. Get started? We're ready to go. Perfect. I thought we'd do that. I mean, what? it'll be. No, we haven't actually <laughs> okay. started. We yet. have to do a, a weird intro. I know. Has, have you guys done, uh, or is this the first step? No, it's, this isn't the first episode this of this season. This is the second episode. Okay. Of this. Second episode of the new season. Well, I don't even want to do it anymore. Are we season? We really didn't. I think we just said welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are they called? Well, this is we originally started calling this season two, but because it's an entirely different thing, it was a way to differentiate us from the way it used to be. In the beginning. I know, but I'm just saying, if you're saying you don't call it a season, what are you calling it? We're Nothing. not calling it anything. Now we're just saying, casting light is back. Welcome. Well, what we're are here. what are we back from if we never left from our hiatus? You're gone for a that month. We took so, for a month. So then we did leave. We, <laughs> we did. Then is the you didn't notice because you weren't on very many episodes before the break. So <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm saying so. Then it's then we were on a hiatus. We didn't so we didn't do a season finale because that's what I remember it's, us doing. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny because I literally the, the title of that episode is literally season finale. <laughs> I know that's what Doug and I were talking so about. So this is season two. It doesn't matter. Three technically. No, I think. no, 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 no. This is just season two? two. This is season two. Sure. I don't know. This is just casting. <laughs> Light 2.0 for me. That's all it's ever been. Yeah, that's fine because it's season two. Okay, well, fine. So for Daniel, Daniel, you already declared it to be season two. It's season we'll two this morning. Yeah, it says season finale, and then was it the episode with you and your dad? Was next and you? The, the next yeah. one is this. So this yeah, is, we're doing this it right now. Two, two. <laughs> Yeah, this is 2.2. Two. Two, two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah this right. is basically like in CrossFit. They do the like gotcha. the workout something point twenty two or twenty two point two. The second version of the anyways. Oh, anyway. Okay. This has been an introduction. <laughs> To season two of Casting Light, um, okay. my name is Daniel, Debbie, and Chaz. We have a, uh, our guest Chaz, and then as always, our trusted MC and history buff and word of the day calendar man, Doug. Uh, hi. <laughs> um. Yeah. So welcome back to this uh, the second season. Welcome back to you, Daniel. Thank you. That's really what I we know. should be saying. Oh, that's why I said welcome back. Oh, shucks. Um, You're back. You're with us again. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. It's nice to. uh, Are you? I am. Okay. Actually, (laughs) I mean, these are these are kind of like these podcasts are the same thing as a lot of things in my life where I'm like, before I do it, I don't. I'm like, there's nothing. Nothing would make me happier than if this got canceled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once I do it, I'm like, okay, I'm happy I did that. Mm hmm. 
Yep. Um, I feel that. Yeah. But this isn't really about me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I also seem to recall you being very enthusiastic when we started doing this, though. Yeah. Like today? No, like six months ago. ago. Yeah. Well, because I was on the, was I on the first episode? Yeah. 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 And then you came to me, you're like, hey, Daniel, do you want to do this? And I was like, I really felt like appreciated and Uh acknowledged of like, Uh oh, this is, this is something that I don't know. I, somebody wants me to do. So I was, Mm -hmm. I was very enthused about it, but with also most things in my life, I went 120% and was like, I don't want to do this as much as I was doing it because I have, you know, a whole life that I'm building up around and, um, our 37 listeners just, you know, at least it's more than five this time. <laughs> mm. Doug always says our five listeners did, every time. Did you ever get an email? Five. I mean, I saw more than five. I saw 37. I saw 40. I did see one with five. I will. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> what? I was looking at, you know, some of the previous podcasts you guys had. Uh-huh. Um, that was probably back in 2020. <laughs> you know, some viewers. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah, you mean and I it was too? nice. It's good quality, you know. Okay, engineering. I like love it. to hear that. That's all good engineering. That's what Doug's about. Yep. <laughs> we compliment him as much as possible because it makes him real uncomfortable. I know. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, no, I think I think you've I think you've grown in a lot of ways, Doug. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm growing yeah. every day. Yeah, even a month ago, I think I'm a very different person. Mm-hmm. You know. I really hope that's not my car alarm that's been going off continually. I hope it's not mine. Oh, can I hear that? That's hilarious. I hope that's not getting picked up. Hmm. <laughs> I can't, so it's not I, my car. Don't worry, listeners. We're back. I can't hear it on my end, but... Um, We're in downtown Grand Rapids. Car alarms aren't the weirdest thing to hear. Yeah, Chaz, but, what are your thoughts on snow? Uh, Left turn. When I lived in California for two years. Where in California do you live? San Diego. I was in the military. Didn't see snow. Didn't even see rain. I thought it snowed there a lot. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Northern California, maybe. I was like, I don't think I've heard that ever. I'm from West Coast. (laughs) It never rains in Southern. It's true. It it rained like twice when I was down there. But I didn't like it. I didn't want snow. But then I came back here. I'm starting to kind of like it again. But not really. It's almost like uh, CrossFit. You know, yeah. you want to do it, but you're scared as hell of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you Have you ever gone skiing or snowboarding? I tried to snowboard. It doesn't. I can't stand up. But I like sledding. Definitely like sledding. That's I fair. used to. I used to um, snowmobile a lot. We See, were. We, I've know. never gone snowmobiling. Me yeah, neither. I mean, for some reason, <laughs> we end up having to be the only people with a snowmobile in the projects. And I don't know how that happened, but it was pretty. It was actually pretty fun. I mean. It, it was really fun. You know, I haven't been in a while, but definitely something I would like to do again. I was thinking about getting one for my kids. Yeah. I just, the idea of being on a snowmobile and it just scares me of not knowing what's under the snow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got like a tree stump because it did this has happened happen. before. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. And growing up, like, they would always make sure, my parents would always make sure that we were on trails that were already like any new trails, my stepfather, he would go through them first, you know, yeah. and he would make sure that it was paid. But that is a very valid concern. Because yeah. if you're going fast yeah. enough and you hit something, you are flying. Dude, those things thing. go like 90. You, I mean, you, mm-hmm. could, you can go over 100 miles an hour on those Do things. Do you wear seatbelts on those? No. no. Probably not, right? It's like a four-wheeler on <laughs> yeah. skates. 
Yeah. No. When yeah. I was a kid, there actually I had a classmate who was on a snowmobile and hit a tree and did not make it. Yeah. Well, never mind. I wasn't gonna. I'm not gonna say the joke. Uh -huh. I was gonna say. <laughs> I know. I was like, how do I say this in a way that's not? But you know it did, they were like vacationing in Wisconsin, I think. That's so sad. And the kid, like, they were pretty young, and normally they weren't allowed to be on the snowmobile. How did the we parents, survive? I don't know. I really, I really genuinely, no I have no idea how. My parents didn't let me do stuff like that. We had a snowmobile when I was really young, but I don't remember ever using it. I mean, we had motorcycles and quads, and I mean, my sis, I've, I've seen a few people. <laughs> wow, they're twinning now. Okay. Uh, like I know, I know a multi, I know a bunch of people have died from, like motorcycle accidents, quad accidents, yeah. stuff like that. Um, I know a guy who died on a wakeboard or a, a, like a wait, no, a wave runner. <laughs> um, have you ridden a three wheeler? <laughs> like a tricycle looking thing. Yeah. Like two wheels in the back or two wheels in the front. I haven't ridden in either, mm. so it doesn't so really no. matter. Yeah. Have you ridden a three-wheeler? No, I wasn't. Have you ridden it? They're mm -mm. super dangerous. <laughs> yeah, the two wheels in the back, those are dangerous. Oh, but they're the super. the two in the front are Those are still safe. dangerous. Probably. It, any, Not for the same reasons, though. You can do this all you want. That doesn't make it any different. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I, nobody can see me anyway, so. Uh, maybe. You see them a lot now, though. You see them a lot. Well, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no. did it. I always wanted one of those. Yeah. yeah. Those are cool. And they actually on the road like you can get mm -hmm. the proper license for them well they have like motorcycles that are three-wheeled yeah those That's are, so those are so yes but yeah. the two wheels up front are more stable than the two mm -hmm. wheels in back but i see the people with two wheels and those things are so dangerous it does seem crazy they, they just tip yeah they flip over really easily yeah. Right? Yeah. you can't yeah. bank into things mm -hmm. so it's just you you turn and that's what oh, that's yeah, the amount that's of true. turn you're going to do so if you turn too sharp you're just going to um, story of my life you know, I, I feel like I was driving around on three wheels my whole life, you know, yeah. and then I <laughs> hashtag tricycle, you know, and then I was like, on one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you on one when you showed up here? Oh man. It was flat too. A unicycle. Yeah. He was just rolling up with a flat, <laughs> flat. unicycle. <laughs> I, so I, he was there. He knows. So Chaz, I remember when you came here and I ran into you at, uh, I ran to you at the YMCA while you were here, and I forgot that you were here because you looked like you belonged at the YMCA. Really? Yeah, it's a compliment. But I, like, it just, <laughs> it just. Yeah, I remember you and Mark Sheffield yeah, were yeah, doing yeah. squats. Yeah, and it's just like I just remember that thinking, like, oh, you don't look like you're in rehab. Oh my god, <laughs> I was well, in the inside. I looked like I was in rehab. That's for sure. Yeah, I always been good at hiding. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know, behind behind a mask, and you know, these guys they really helped me tear that thing down. You know, and a lot of it started with crying. I just started crying a lot when I got here. You uh, know what I mean? And, and surprisingly, you know, you that was, that I, was me. I cried so much. Jeez, I realized that you know that helps to get over that trying to be hard all the time that I was taught growing up. You know, did were you able to cry before? Yeah, by myself. I would never let nobody see it. Yeah. You know, wish I could oh cry. God. I could never hold it in. I was so pathetic. <laughs> Dude. I believe it. <laughs> so I was sitting, I was in this, in like this little trap house I lived at. We were given a haircut. I just remember my my friend like buzzing my hair and I was just sobbing and just, Whoa! oh my God. <laughs> pathetic. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh no, it was, I mean, I was... it's not pathetic. It's not pathetic. It's like it's cool. Like I, I, like, I don't know. I, if it, cool's the right word. Seriously but. though, like <laughs> like I cannot like. God, I wish. Well, the the, the, the house ceremony, like cry. that that threw me off on the house ceremony when we went to Root's house. Oh, right, like right. I was, I I had tears rolling down my face. That woman has been influential in my life, and that threw me off a little. I but, think it's cool to, that it doesn't matter anymore. Like. Mm. I didn't, you know, just not caring anymore. Like, okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anymore. Who sees it? Who knows? You can know my whole story, know my whole ragged life that I've been trying to hide, and here it is. You know, I thought that that is a cool transition. Weird. It, you almost feel like stripped down at first. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. after the Devo, like uh, you you gave me some pretty tough questions, and um, I was just like, I, you feel almost like spiritually naked in a way you know for the listener what is a devo i was gonna say i don't know mm -hmm. if people know the devotional is um basically when we come in here we come in here with this i guess um we think that we're something we're not okay i thought i was a good dad i thought i was all these things that you know in my mind i able i was able to rationalize Mm -hmm. and, and, and make it so that i could stay in my addiction so the devo basically is where you go up there and you make a fool out of yourself acting like you're something you really weren't basically your life story and you kind of fluff it up real good and then at the end of it people sitting there licking their chops to ask you questions that really are are going to kind of you know destroy the 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 way you're thinking but help you at the same time did you do yours in the bunker? Yes. We used to do them in here. I remember we'd have... You, yours was in here, right, Doug? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. bunker. Yeah, those those things are... Sorry, I was just reminiscing them. Um, <laughs> no, those things are pretty... They're very intimate, and individuals can either like really use it as an opportunity or just continue to blow smoke up everyone's butt but it's crazy being like okay you're two weeks sober and now you have to tell everybody where you think your life is at you know after you've been clean for two weeks for you know god knows how long and your head isn't it's really fascinating um mine didn't i don't know mine went fine i feel like I feel like the point of the reason why they do it is because it's like you can, like Chaz said, like you can t- you can tell if somebody's full of it or not, you know. And then it's a good way to have the mirror held at yourself and just be like, you know, how much am I lying to myself about who I am, you know? And, and how much are you willing to, like the the intro there, like how much are you willing to put on the line? Very much is like, you know, what are you really like? Are you going to take this opportunity to step up to the plate and tell this group of men really what's going on in your life? Really, the good, bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I did fast How did yours? Those walls came down fast. Really? And, and thank you know thanks to this program and these guys. But yeah, I wasn't. I, there was no way I was coming out like that. You know what I mean? But and then you notice, you know, then later on we do a, what we call a presentation, right? A couple months later, which is some similar but a smaller version of it. And yeah, I was totally like, okay. I'm a mess here. I'm a mess there. And you know what I mean? And, and at that point, you know, it, it's really interesting how, you know, once you get sober, you really don't want to hold on to that life anymore to the point where me personally, I just wanted to let it all out and let it go, you know? And then of course, even at that point, still kind of blind, mm. uh, still a little blind of, of awareness. I'm still learning today. I mean, I'm getting called out on stuff recently. So, 
it's 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 you know, it's a it's a lifelong process, I believe. You know, but it's pretty mm -hmm. cool to watch the things come down and realize that you can let this stuff go. Yeah, it's kind of that like first test of mm -hmm. whether or not you really want to let go of the the false mask and actually start digging in and seeing yourself even for who you really are and what's going on. Because I think I have never had the privilege to witness a Devo. That's something well, that like, because yeah, I work with people later on in the program. So I've never that. seen a Devo I in person. Ever, I don't think you ever asked. I was going to say, is that an intentional <laughs> thing or? I have no idea. I've never been invited. I've seen presentations. If you, I've been if you want to see this. a Devo, you can. You I have been curious about them. Um, well, you know, as, as well, we, no women I, allowed as, as we <laughs> I didn't would, know if it was intentional, as we bring up in guiding light, you know, it's kind of living that effect, just kind of waiting for somebody to kind of do something for you and invite you. If you want to do something, you got to go out there and get it. That's what you talked sure. about today. That is what I talked about today. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Daniel, Daniel made a whole speech about, I don't, the, um, <laughs> no, but I'm being serious about how something that I do struggle with a lot is that I want when I want something to happen with my life, I, my first instinct is to be like, okay, when is the magic thing going to happen mm -hmm. to me? When is the person yeah. going to come up and take my hand and show me how to get the thing that I want? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was change versus transformation where change is doing things that are already within your wheelhouse that are already within your possibility of reality mm -hmm. change transformation is what it takes to reach things that are currently not physically capable of being uh, in happening in your reality. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea of, all right, great. Like you can come to guiding light and we'll give you structure. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not, no one's, no one's doing that. We're doing that for them. Um, we can give them rules and expectations and all these other things. And, you know, we could coach somebody and say, Hey, do this and do that. But when is somebody going to be like, this is what I'm going to do for my life to get where I want to go. And yeah, that's kind of just that. Yeah. I oh, like that. That's tug of war. It's a oh book. God. I'll send you this quote. It's amazing. Okay. But it's tug of war with pride. Let me tell you, God, you know, but. What? <laughs> oh, we we're just we we're just watching you play with your camera. Um, what my <laughs> what my Devo is like? My Devo is very. Um, I had this is basically how it would go. Someone would ask me a question like, Daniel, what is your favorite color? And I'd be like, <sighs> I, like I, I had, remember having those conversations with long you. pauses like and i was so squirmy like i i didn't realize it until i saw the video later but like i i could not sit still so i was just very very squirmy and i had super long pauses because and the best my favorite question uh actually a guy named tony asked to me uh how do you how do how do we know that you're not lying or how do we know that we're not you're not manipulating us mm -hmm. and it was like the first time that I really, I, I came in at that point was just like, I really don't know. I don't know if I'm manipulating you or not. I don't know if I'm manipulating myself. Like I had no gauge of what, like why I did things or, um, and I cried a lot. <laughs> you cried a lot during your debut? I cried a lot the entire time I was here. Did I you cry a lot before you came here? Yeah, I was a crier. Do you cry a lot now? 
Mm, I tear up. Yeah. I tear up like like it's it's weird so for movies for me like any mm-hmm. like heroic war movie where mm-hmm. someone like like where it's just like all right like w- we're going to go into this thing and we know we're not coming back but like we just got to do it like I'll I'll tear up for I'll tear up stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm, where I'm it's just like it's just like oh like the the uh like the passion and the grit and like oh I'll tear up over that stuff. Yeah. Um but no, I would, my like joke is I cried in a lot of people's basements mm-hmm. before I got sober. I was a person crying at a trap house, like weekly. <laughs> but yeah, I think I needed to get a lot of that out. Um, but yeah, I, you, know, you remember Damon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would always be like, Daniel, you can stop crying <laughs> <laughs> yeah let the yeah. water weight go man. <laughs> he caught he, he was just like we get it dude like you're sad <laughs> like, <laughs> crying can be very cathartic and a good release oh it feels great i like, love crying it's just i haven't cried once in sobriety i don't think like not really the last the last time i like really well short of like really getting like at the very early parts was when uh, I lost my friend Seth, like my good friend Seth, mm-hmm. and like that. Even that, I'll tear up just thinking about that. Which I find that is such a blessing that, like, I still. I know Doug's like, well, screw you, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm I'm very grateful that, like, because I never knew really what my relationships meant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my entire life, I didn't know where they. I didn't know if these things are real or not and i i overheard you say this the other day yeah, yeah. so it made me think of it like what, it what uh, was it i don't know no, it, okay it was really good it was like uh well it's i it, like it, you're it, honored that you still have the ability to feel that way about that somebody. sadness for yeah, him, yeah, yes. yeah yeah that's cool um because he had a big and you know we always taught people in sobriety like oh i i had acquaintances i didn't have friends like i did have friends like i yeah. I, I didn't have many but i had some mm-hmm. and seth was one of those people that uh like we talk about getting sober leaving friends behind like i remember where i was i was in turning point the last time that i spoke to seth and he didn't die until a year and a half later so i was a year and a half sober and we still never talked to each other I found out after he died that all of his, all of our friends were like, you have no idea how much he wished he could have talked to you and I'll cry now. Um, I'm going to cry. I'm such a sympathetic yeah. crier. But, uh, like you have no idea how much he wanted to talk to you, but he knew what you were doing. And like, he loved me enough as well. We loved each other enough to know that we had to like, this can't be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we can't, we can't be friends and be, and actually succeed in our lives. Yeah. And, uh, God, that's like the hardest decision to make ever. Yeah. Well, that's the whole, the same thing with change and transformation Mm -hmm. of like, like the book I'm reading that talks about it of like powerful action, like not this like beating around the bush, like I'll kind of like, no, like really step up to like, and that's what, there's a cost to sobriety that no one talks about very often, at least I think, Mm -hmm. um, the cost is worth it, but there's still a cost. Yeah. Yeah. And life's not all life's not just great because you get sober. Like you have to leave people behind. My God. Um, but it's like that with healing, you know, like trauma healing. Because I've had one of my longest and closest friends in college. There was a a period of time where we couldn't speak for a few years. They were not in a place where they were healthy 
mentally and emotionally and I was trying to heal and I couldn't keep hurting myself by trying to help dig them out. So, and we've been able to come back together. Luckily they, they stayed in this life long enough that Mm -hmm. they did get to a healing place and we now have reconnected and we don't get to talk a ton because they live states and states away, but we've talked about that period of time and they have said like, I am so grateful that you took care of yourself then because Mm -hmm. I cared about you then and I care about you now and as much as it sucked and I didn't like it at the time, but once I was able to heal, I could see how you doing that was the thing you had to do for yourself. And I'm so proud of you that you did it. And that was like the hardest thing for me to hear at the time because it felt so awful to do it. And I hated that I had to make that decision, but I don't think that we would have ever been able to be friends again if I hadn't, you know, like it it would have been ruined if we'd stayed, you know, it's the, it, it, as you say that it still kind of blows my mind. So if you were to take it outside the context of like, like substance abuse recovery, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like, so we have these giant things in our life and it just amazes me that a majority of people don't understand the investment that it, like we want change, but we re- like, we really don't want to invest in it. Nope. No. Like we just want things to change. Like, right now, but even like when I think about getting sober, like, or, in that situation, like you, you have these deep connections and things are working. Like it takes a large leap of faith to be like, I'm just not going to be a part of this. Like that is a large investment in a different way that everyone's, everyone wants to just like, okay, well I'll just, I'll just do this on a weekend or like, I'm going to tweak this and tweak that and tweak this and tweak that and tweak this and tweak that and tweak that. And it's just like, yeah, well, or you can do have a powerful action. Yeah. Well, sometimes that. you have to invest in pain to get healing oh, and well, people definitely. don't mm. want to do that. You know, like mm. it's easier to be like, let me just move to a new Preach city. It. Let me just get a new job. Let me just, you know, instead of like doing the thing that actually hurts yeah, and get to like, I always kind of equate it to having a knife stuck in your leg. Like you have to pull the knife out and that's going to hurt far worse to pull it out. No, you got to cut around the knife. <laughs> I was thinking the same. I was just thinking Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my, sure. my friend, um, JB, he, um, and, and it's both of you guys are saying that, that pain, man, like, yeah, he's always going to be a drug dealer. And every time I get sober, I, and I think I'm cool, and I go back around him. I'm right back in my my stuff, you know. And, and I, you know, it hurts to this day that I had to clip that friendship. It's just certain mm-hmm. things that just have to be, they have to go. I, you know, the relationship I was in before I came in here, the little girl that I helped raise for four years, had to let that go. You know, it, you have to cut this stuff off. It's like you're saying, you know, that that leap of faith is like. It's a leap of faith, and you got to really like. I, I wanted to tweak and peek it a little mm. bit and play with right. it a little bit, but there's no there's no tweak and peek in anything. It's just what it is. Clip that shit or stuff off. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> no, it's it's but, all good. But yeah. you get what I'm saying, you know. And, and it's crazy, you know, that once you once I did that, it's like all of a sudden the things that it's just so much easier. All the things I was trying to do are so much easier. No. But at the same time, there's still pain. Like you say, yeah. there, there's no way around the pain. Well, I, no. yeah, I, I love the whole investing in pain. It's like, it, 
it's also why I say like, I'm really grateful that like, no matter, no matter what spectrum level of like addiction, I'm just like, it's bad for me. Like I knew right. I knew from a really young age that it's just like, Oh, I have a, I have a huge serious problem because like I invested a lot in pain and I was in so much pain when I finally got sober that it was pretty like, honestly, when I was at a point now, it was really hard for me to get to this point, to the point where I was willing to surrender or whatever, or mm -hmm. admit powerlessness or whatever the hell you want to call it. But like once, but once I was there, it's been a relatively simple transition, you know, like of just like, oh, okay, this will be the rest of my, like, this is my life now. And it's a trip sometimes when I'm thinking, you know, when I have time to kind of reflect on where I'm at right now, that like, I live a completely different life than I had been living for the past, you know. 15 years a life that was not even a react not even a possible reality yeah yeah no no a, a life that i said i wanted you know what i mean mm -hmm. but had no was consistently moving backing away from and taking wrong turns you just on, had to build you know? up enough pain i did i had to invest Without love everybody invest in pain so my 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 i've got the saying of i really appreciated early in recovery is like don't waste the pain all of us have been yeah. through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, but don't, I remember like coming in here and everything, everything hurts so much. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to waste this. Like, this is yeah. such a valuable resource of yeah, mine right now. Sure. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't want to like then just turn around and be like, yeah, I'll come back to it later. Like, yeah. No, like I'm already like, I'm already knee deep in some pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, pain feels good. Sometimes. You know it's I mean? inevitable. Like, yeah. Not, what was that, Chaz? It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> I mean, one way or another, it's, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be pain. You know, I just, it feels a little easier on this side, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Actually dealing with it. This is this still yeah. pain now, though? Yeah, because I'm realizing how jacked up I was, you yeah. know? And, and, and constantly clipping stuff off. You yeah. know, like, it's, it's, it's constant. You know, it's like, I, I find myself in situations where, in my mind, I rationalize, but is it really, you know, is it really what I should be doing? You know, in a lot well, of times. Yeah, I think a hard thing for me still three years later is like, or three years of this shit, um, is like, is. Um, Don't try to act bad now, Doug. Of what? Three years later. I mean, three years of this shit. Three years of this shit. Um <laughs> I wasn't trying to act bad. I'm sorry, Doug. Okay. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, no, after three years of this stuff, I'm still like, I'm still figuring out how jacked up I am now. Oh yeah. Still, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's that kind part. of the hard part. It's not even really, it's not really so much the cringing at how, you know, you know, painful my life was. It's like, oh, I'm still, there's still a lot about me that is, has not gotten any better. You know what I mean? Well, the, the fact that we can grow, though, is something like I remember having conversation with my spiritual director like a month, two months in being like, look, like fundamentally, logically, I can understand that people change. I've just never witnessed it. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never witnessed growth. I've never seen that in anybody I surrounded myself with. So like, right. like yeah. logically, I can understand how it happens. But I, I really didn't know that that was a real thing. Exactly. That's a really good exactly. point. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it was real, but not in my world. Yeah, where it's like yeah, I get know. like I oh like and and even like people in my family of like I oh like I I get 
very much i get how people change but i never saw anybody transform the way that they were living their life so that they were they were being a different person i never witnessed that no i didn't either yeah. and, then, like and then and then i tv huh it was like almost like on tv you yeah see yeah stuff. you're it's like yeah i get it right. but that's not real life <laughs> right, right right yeah right. And, then, and even the way it happens is so like made up yeah. it doesn't even seem like it's a it nice could be it's real. a nice uh yeah, it's an arc that ends four, in 30 minutes. About 45 minutes, something yeah. bad's going to happen. Yeah. About an hour and a half, it's going to be good. And then at the end of two hours later, everyone's yeah. happy. Marriage is beautiful. Yeah. Happy ever after. Everything's yeah. fixed. Well, you want to believe willpower and bootstraps and all that stuff will fix bootstraps. all your problems, you know? But God. But see, that's the... That's the it's the same thing of like, I'm just going to do this thing harder. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yeah. maybe... But I like the, the idea of, all right... Even when I was think when I started running a lot, are you somebody that runs or are you a runner? Those are two very different ways to look oh, yeah. at something. And the same way of am I am I in this building to go to rehab or am I in this building to change my life? Like those are very different lenses yeah. that you can look through. And being here is the first time that I saw people transforming in front of my eyes and I was like that I can get behind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, That's a good point. So right. when it comes to pain, like I can understand, I still experience the uncomfortability and pain now, but like, I know that there's another side. I just never, I, but I had to experience not having the other side until you're like, Oh, it does get better. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. people do grow. I can, I can be changed. It yeah, really is. It really is crazy that I'm thinking back, and I really don't recall any close relationship with anybody <laughs> who got better. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had to see it in real life here. Right. It, right. it, it didn't make. I mean, I, I I came here just because I wanted. To, I had to come to rehab so right. I didn't lose my children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to basically save face, so to speak. Right. I didn't believe that it was possible, and then I get back here and see these guys. I'm like. The hell is going so, on back here? And you just want you want some of that. You know so what I mean? Where do you where do you think that shift happened? Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's going to start off when uh, definitely start off for me at the Devo. You know, okay. after the Devo, like I came into that thing like you know so confident, and then left and was just ripped apart. And then after that, people telling you they uh, you are the bearer of God's infinite love, and they come and hugging you, and yeah. it's like this this voodoo spiritual thing. But then, sure, but then, yeah. yeah. But then, and you know, afterwards, you know, that was a, a a key point for me that where I'm used after that, I'm used to being torn down more. But it was like you know, at that point, you saw I saw a love that you know in addiction that I never I've never seen before, you know, and that that love helped me to turn, to let my guard down and to actually buy it. I'm like, what is it about these people? That, yeah. That after you can say these things that yeah. you've done to people, that yeah. you know what I mean. Usually they want to slap handcuffs on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I think that was the point where it was a big change for me to start buying in. And I guess there's really no point. It just it continues to happen. You see different people in different phases mm -hmm. of it, and you just. You, you, you're seeing yeah, these transitions yeah. and, and you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of crazy. I think that was a big part of it. Yeah, I've never been able to pinpoint it for me either because like I knew I wanted to get sober, but I didn't think that I would buy into this. Yeah. Um, But I do remember seeing like 
people who I, it's crazy. People who were only, you know, four or five, who'd only been sober four or five months longer than I had, you know, mm. but they're living here and they're working and stuff like that. And I just look up to them so much. And they're like just a senior so, in high school. And yeah, you're dude, like a totally. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, cause at, at Guiding Light, when you come here, it's you, <laughs> I just, you, I just you like your picture. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll put that up there. Um, no, when you come here though, there's you're in rehab for like four months and then you can find a job if you want to keep living here. And uh, I remember looking up to those guys who had jobs and stuff like that. And I'm like, geez, like I really want that. You know what yeah. I mean? Even though they're living in a homeless shelter, just like I am, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's just like, I, and then it's crazy you bring up how like nobody in my life had ever shown me an example of what improving yourself actually is supposed mm -hmm. to look like. And then, wow, I'm in an environment where there's like 10, 15 people who are legitimate role models for me. And yeah, it's infectious. It's kind of hard not to catch the wave. Yeah. That should be our slogan. You know, for the no. recovery program, are we no. going to, can we <laughs> catch no. the wave? No. I do think it's interesting. Catch the light? No. Ride the lightning. <laughs> That's definitely Too not. A thing. Ride the lightning's totally. good, I think. Yeah, that's also a drug terminology, but yeah. So it's kind of like a switcheroo thing. So now we're doing switcherooskies in here. Yeah. Ditto. Guiding light recovery. I love it when we have marketing the meetings on the podcast. <laughs> Guiding light recovery. Catch the wave. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It sounds like a Mountain Dew commercial. Catch the dew. GLR. It probably is a Mountain Dew commercial somewhere. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You're good. I oh. interrupted you, Debbie. Oh, you're good. I just <laughs> thought, I think it's interesting, like, when you're talking about the Devos and having role models here, because I think what's, what's Im impactful about that is that most often we think of a role model being a person who is so far ahead of us. Mm. that like it's a completely different yeah. but in reality the best role models are people who are mm. two maybe three steps ahead of us who are still also kind of struggling but just a little bit further ahead than than we are like mm -hmm. the best mentors you can have are people who aren't like like in business it's a really easy like metric right like when mm. you're a, a new business owner like working with somebody who's the ceo like bezos level or the ceo of a fortune 500 company not going to do you any good they're too far ahead yeah they yeah. can't really relate to you you can't really understand where mm -hmm. they're at but somebody who's been in business for three years five years that's a person who can actually help you and it's kind of the same thing in in here you're seeing people who are still struggling in a lot of ways, but they've gotten just enough of that mask breakdown from their Devo. They've gotten just enough of that, like, you know, after you do a Devo like that and your mask is kind of torn off, <laughs> mm -hmm. whether or not you decide to pick that thing back up and put it back on, that's a big decision. That's a life altering decision. I remember I later when was that? I think we went to the gym the day a day later or something, and it was Kevin actually, Kevin D. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember talking to him, and I was just like, I think everyone just thinks I'm a liar now. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because he's like, no one even. I don't know what he said, but it was probably something. <laughs> no one even cares. No one even cares. Yeah, that's probably what he said. Right. Um, and it was it's it's just fascinating of like it's true. But I was thinking of like you've been to rehabs, 
You've been to multiple rehabs. Mm-hmm. Have you been to multiple rehabs? That was my first one. Okay. Like, I remember being at places and watching people that were, like, following the program and being like, look at these stupid idiots. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. I know what you mean, man. But I, I and, and I, I think that is a big difference of, like, I was willing at this point. And I think that's kind of a, a unique thing that we kind of have the probation and the interviews and stuff like that. If we try to, it is different here. We try to make sure Catch that when people get here, like it's, it's like they are here, they want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I, I remember that of just be like watching people like, nobody cares. Look at these idiots. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I remember getting AA. Well, like, that and Devo's no mm-hmm. one. In the military, when I first, they first, I got in this incident got in trouble immediately after boot camp i mean the guy says it was alcohol nice. immediately <laughs> you know the first drink I, the half pint of hennessy and boom i'm off and i'm in trouble but uh it made me go to aas and immediately i'm just looking at these people like yeah. these people are freaking stupid it's almost like when you're in high school you know you're looking at the nerds and talking about them and then later on in life they're freaking millionaires you know yeah. what i mean now they're jeff bezos <laughs> right you know <laughs> that same concept that you're talking about you know it's it's, it's funny how you know Look back at it, back at it then, and you're like, "Well, those are the smart people. I should like, do that a long time ago." How it's just fascinating how big of an ego that is of like, well, and I was talking to we have a guy in the program now that I was talking to him about. Um, he's like, "Yeah, well, I went to this other program. I didn't live up to my expectations." And I was like, "How crazy <laughs> what you just said right there! Right, like you weren't even paying for it. Yeah. The state of Michigan was paying so that you can possibly not die, and it you're and you're sitting there up like, to my expectations. Yeah. This isn't up to my expectations of a rehab. Yeah." yeah. And I just find it so fascinating, like how our minds will, how our minds, how our minds can get us to a place to protect us of like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Like you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. When it's like, you are not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're like, look at these nerds at the same time. You're in there too. Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, yeah. Yeah. You know. It goes to that self-deception that I was talking about earlier. It's like, man, I can come in here. Oh, I'm a good dad. I'm, I only drink when my and, and got high when my kids went to sleep. You know, and then uh-huh. you know, but I mean, you know, it's that that self-deception is so crazy. And like you said, it's ego. It's the ego to the point where so I don't want to admit that I'm jacked up. You know, by all means necessary, take it to the grave type of deal. And it's interesting too because it's not even. And then also at the same time being like, how I am so important. That every, like, I have to, nobody can possibly know what my real life's like. And again, uh, from Kevin's like, no, no one cares. Yeah. (laughs) No one cares, but you and the same. And unfortunately about death and all this other stuff, like at the end of the day too, like no one's going to maybe three people that are alive right now will go down in history books that will mean anything in 300 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like they might be 500 years from now. Definitely not. Like there's in the grand scheme of things, like I find it, I'll, I'll tell people sometimes like, like just to let you know, you're not that special, mm-hmm. Like you're not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I take that, you can take that as a negative or I take that as kind of a relief Oh yeah. of like, I don't have, the, I don't have the responsibility of fixing your life or yeah. your life or being perfect or all like, that's not my job. Yeah. And I love it because people always are like, oh, wow, that's kind of people. Oh, well, you know, this is happening and this is happening. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Just to let you know, like no one cares yeah. about any yeah. of that. It's like, always it's always a really helpful mantra to return to when I get into my own head about my own, you know, social anxieties and stuff like that, where it's just 
it's just it's a nice thing to remember that it's 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 pretty much 99.999% a certainty that nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. I care you know about you, I mean? Doug. I appreciate that. And I know you do care about me. I, I care know, about I, you too. Yeah. But not as much as I think you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Probably not. We, yeah. we can't like make or break anyone, right? Like, you know, you saying one thing to somebody is not going to ruin their entire life because you don't matter that much to another person's yeah. life. You and, know? It, and if it does, that's not, has nothing to do with me. No. Right. Like, what is it? Um, what people, what other people think of you is none of your business. business. Yeah. 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 I do love saying that to people a lot. It's just hard to, to grasp that. Cause when I, but when I say it to myself, I'm like, it, it almost makes everything is so my much business. easier to think about. <laughs> well, there's a part of me that's like yeah. that, but then it's like, that is so true. Like, right. It is mm-hmm. so true. Like, what does it matter? You know? But it, it and but again, humans are social creatures, and like mm-hmm. you do have a desire for it, and yeah. But it it does just fascinate me. Of <laughs> it's part of that protection thing you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned earlier, Daniel. Like being a member of a group, primally speaking, was necessary. Like you yeah. weren't safe if you were alone, because yeah. we are pack animals by nature. So. Just we are kind of animal. wired. We are. We are kind of wired to think about like, mm-hmm. does this group like me? Because if they don't like me and they decide to like mm-hmm. throw me out into the wilderness, I could be eaten by a bear, even yeah. though that's not going to happen now. But well, no, I, I'm maybe. going in one of my classes. We talk about like in groups and out groups and kind of all mm. the stuff that goes along with that. And, yeah. um, you know, how likely and that that is the power of the group, too, of if you get enough people. It's the reason of, you know, stick with the winners and yada, yada, yada. Like mm-hmm. you're the combination of the five people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. All those things are true because we are going to kind of naturally go with the flow of the group that we're around. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to usually pick up the interests and the beliefs of the in-group that we are associated with. So if you're surrounding yourself with people that are like, I'm not about that. This is what I do. I this, that, and the other, like you're most likely, you're either going to be, you're either going to do that or you're not going to be in the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. My, um, my my PTSD counselor, she says plainly, um, you're better off just sticking with the people you met in AA. And and I'm, at first I'm like, uh, I forget what she's talking about. But in actuality, it, it only makes sense because when I think back on my life, I mean, not saying everybody has to be in AA, I mean, mm-hmm. your family or whatnot, but mm-hmm. when I choose my friends, I have to be very selective because I'm a compromiser when it comes to friends. Mm-hmm. And naturally, yeah, I will I will slide, I will slowly start to give back some of the things that I fought for. And, you know, and I totally understand what she's saying when she says that. It's harsh. It goes back to that pain. But, I mean, this this thing is... It's serious. It's either, you know, this is a life, it's become a life and death situation, even though my sick mind wants to get me to believe it is not, you know? Well, do you, I mean, do you want to, do you want to spare yourself from the uncomfortable comfortability of, you know, shattering somebody's fragile ego or something like that, you know, or thinking that you do because you think you're so important or are you going to let this or are you going to let it become come between you and your sobriety or whatever it is, you know, your mental health, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it, you know, there's still a big part of me that wants to know, yeah. satiate this other person's ego and blend in and like, yeah. you know, Isn't that make, the, the last thing I want is for somebody to possibly in my own head, think something negative of me. 
You know what I mean? Even if it compromises everything I've worked for. Yeah, and that's you know? why I just have to. I know I have to stay away from anybody in my past <laughs> until I get stronger. You yeah. know, and which probably would never happen. I might a lot of people. I just eh, you know never be able to it, talk it, to them again. Yeah, really. You only got to worry about today. You know that part. Are you not strong enough today? Then okay. No, but, definitely. Yeah. I I do appreciate the like a, a while ago you said I don't remember what you said, but. <laughs> <laughs> I got the idea of what you said, which is what I'm going to speak to. I know. Um, I know where you're going. It's like there are still areas of my life that, I, just like you said, Doug, of like I have hurt people in sobriety falling back into these negative behaviors. And then you're just like, ah, like, like I do. I feel bad of just like, really? Like, that's what I like. Like, I know better than to do that. Mm-hmm. And, but those are the opportunities in sobriety. Those are the opportunities living a different life of like, I don't have to act that way. Like, mm-hmm. mind you, I got what I wanted. Right. But like there are there are people we we interact with people. We are social creatures. I I, I have the ability to hurt people. I don't have the ability to destroy people, but I have the ability to negatively impact somebody. Um, especially if I'm dishonest or my way of manipulation or mm-hmm. all these other things. Like, and that's, that's something ongoing. That's going to be, I'm excited that I do have, I'm excited that I fail. I'm excited that I can feel bad. Yes. When that happens. Pain. I, it's like, it's when I am, cause I can be a manipulative liar and hurt people. And I have, and when I do these things, it's it's not like it used to be. It's not like where I could just write this off and it's like, well, I'm going to lie to get what I want and yeah. then I'm going to happen and I'm not going to care about it. I actually feel bad. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's just such a new thing for me to like, oh, am, am I doing this because, you know, 12 step stuff or whatever, or all these like reinforcements that I've had made a part of my life tell me to not do that? Or am I doing this because I'm becoming a genuinely better person? And it's kind of irrelevant whether that's the case, but it's like just the even just even the concept that like for a second, like, wow, I'm actually a good person. That's why I feel bad. You know, I don't know. It's a really new thing for me. Definitely. I mean, yeah. there's no no concept of 12 steps is going to make you feel bad if you do something wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. even you can fake it, but I mean, it's either real or it's not. You know, mm-hmm. if you do something wrong and you feel bad about it, obviously you have a, a conscious that I know that I have a conscious that I haven't had before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? what are we looking at? Oh, well, we're good. I mean, is there enough? That was a good yeah. place. To, that was a good place to stop. Yeah. Perfect, because it felt right. <laughs> it felt right. Um, are there any announcements other than we're probably still going to say every other week? Two, two, two. Casting light, catch the wave. <laughs> Casting light, catch the that wave part, in season two. You can decide the tagline for the podcast. Daniel you know, I also have access. Like, I can, I can also do anything on our website that I want. Oh no! Well, that's one way to lose your job. <laughs> well, click on the I website link and see if he added the catch the wave. All, the, all of a sudden, there's just a lot of like, welcome, welcome it's to like Goddy Light. Are you ready for a rad new way of life? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be up all night like learning how to make flash animations. <laughs> Whoa! 
Thank you. I was going to say that. Thank you all. Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you, uh, uh, (laughs) Debbie, (laughs) Doug. I'm just thinking about when you were like, um, I'm going to answer that. I didn't listen to it, but I'm going (laughs) to. Well, I don't remember what he said. I I, I know. I get that. You don't got to be a. (laughs) I know what you were saying, Daniel. Chaz, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. No problem. Thank Um, you for having me. It's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Debbie, always a pleasure. It was nice. I did miss you. It's 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 nice to, again. It's I never want to do them before we do them, but then we do them. And I'm like that yeah. was fun. All right, well Doug, log that memory. Yeah, I won't. We'd love to have you back, Doug. Uh, <laughs> appreciate all the work you do. Thank you, everybody that is listening. Yeah. You can subscribe. You can check out our website at guidinglightworks.org. I know we have a Facebook page that Doug is just sure. rocking and rolling on. Um, None of this is true. What? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we do have a website. You have a uh, Guiding Light page. does, yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you have any questions about how to donate or if you know anybody that is interested in a free uh, intensive inpatient substance abuse program, mm-hmm. uh, please reach out to us in any of the ways that we've spoken before. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks again. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll be Thank back you. in two weeks. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>